This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org where our ultimate focus is helping you understand that your workplace, it's your mission field and your primary place of ministry, that the work that you do each and every day is a gift from God. And God wants you to join in that work, wants to join you in that work each and every day. We're so excited, Martha, actually being on location today. How about in a place we've never been before? This is true. We are in Marco Island, Jim, Florida. Marco Island, Florida. Florida. Literally, it's about four minutes from Key West. That's what it felt like (laughs) when we were driving down here. But I know it's not true. A little over an hour and a half by boat, but we don't have a boat. So by car, it's about eight. And I think you would need a speedboat. You would need a speedboat. And from here, you would Could need be fun. be a really long drive, too. Okay, we are on location with Kathy and Russ Branzell, or as he's used to saying, Russ and Kathy Branzell. These two <laughs> are famous and infamous, and I can't wait for you guys to hear the story, but you recognize the name, Kathy Branzell. She's been on, I don't know, about... 48 shows in 2016, so three times, uh, 36 radio programs highlighting the ministry of Love 2020. And Russ Branzell, he just hangs out in the background and speaks to huge crowds of 8, 10, 15,000 people. But radio is his spot today. Russ and Kathy Branzell, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, good to be with you. Thanks for having us. All right, we're ex- no, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here at uh, Marco Island with you guys. It's fantastic. Too bad we can't spend the whole weekend. It'd be really nice. All right, so we're opening up this segment. We always open up the show now with questions from our current from listeners, and we got mm-hmm. a couple of questions from some listeners. So um, a, a listener emailed this question. Lisa from Norfolk, Virginia, writes, and, and I know I said that wrong, but I'm not going to say it the way the they Hampton want to Roads say it. Area. Hampton Roads area, Virginia. <laughs> I work in a big corporation, and I'm not in management. I want to live out my faith and my work, but what can I really do? I'm just one person. What advice do you have on steps that I can take to live out my faith and my work in my corporate job? Mm. So that, that's the question to the round table. What, we got some ideas. Kathy, you go first. Wow. Well, I just think about Daniel. Daniel wasn't in management <laughs> uh, by any stretch of the imagination. He was in uh, service. He was actually a servant. Um, and so having been take cap- taken captive and taken mm-hmm. to a foreign land. And so I'm thinking if Daniel can do it, you certainly can do it. And just living out your faith every day, it's, uh, it's the day in and day out approachable people, whether you're upper management or on the lower floors. Um, it's the love that you live out, the integrity that you live out, the way you do your work that matters not the nameplate mm-hmm. sitting on your desk. So you, you all draw it all back to love. You, Absolutely. So, but okay. So she, so Lisa from Norfolk is is sitting at a desk. She's working in her in her job. I don't know what her position is specifically. How does she express that love? What's that look like in a corporate environment? So you take notice of the people around you. Same thing in a neighborhood. Same thing at a church. Anywhere you go, anywhere you are, start taking notice of people's preferences. You know, maybe she's a particular soda drinker. I won't. Name one in particular in case we're not into advertising here, but no, wait, 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 maybe you mean like this, Mountain this Dew? giant green bottle of, of uh, deliciousness that my husband was out looking for you. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you. Before for you effort, arrived <laughs> here at Marco Island, apparently there's a shortage here, um, but it, it, you know, that that's her thing. What if you just came in one day and said, Hey, uh, I noticed you like Mountain Dew. I went in the store. I got myself a Coke zero and grabbed you a Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Or you're just a good listener. Um, Americans aren't necessarily good listeners. So what if you just said, hey, how you doing? And you stopped 
and looked at them and waited for the answer. answer. What a weird idea. I know it's crazy. So it's the little things like that that make people realize, hey, maybe they do care. Mm-hmm. Again, we're talking with Russ and Kathy Branzell right here on Marco Island, Florida. And we're, we got an emailed question from Lisa from Norfolk just saying, hey, I'm, I'm in a corporation. I work in a corporation. I'm not in management. I want to live out my faith in my work, but what can I really do? I'm just one person. Russ Branzell, you got any advice? Absolutely. I think first and foremost, she needs to lead. And you don't have to be in a position to lead. Maxwell talks about it in all of his books that – Positional leadership is just a title. Everyone can lead in an organization, and she has a great opportunity. First and foremost, she's just got to do a great job. She's got to set an example of what a Christian worker is by really being a worker that lives by faith, Mm -hmm. works by faith, shows an example, shows up on time, completes their tasks the way they're supposed to, never needs to be micromanaged, really is the example of what a Christian worker is. And, and we were told to, all throughout the Bible, we we're told to be that type of worker, to give our all so we're never questioned on this. And so her example is extremely powerful, not just for her role in the organization, but for others watching. Because one thing we do know in all organizations Everyone is watching all the time. <laughs> that is for mm-hmm. sure. Big Brother's watching. They got cameras, and people are watching. And if you and if everybody knows you're a Jesus follower, they're really watching you because they want to know: Are you one of those Christians, or are you actually being impacted by your faith in Christ? I mean, that's what you hear. Martha, right. do you have anything you want to add for Lisa? Well, you know, I was just thinking about a few resources okay. that um, resources? might be good for Lisa. Um, one is um, comes out of uh, North Point in. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Life Lessons Over Lunch is a great um, a curriculum, if you want to say that, but that's not really what it is. But it's a it's a starting point for having conversations with other people in your workplace and say, hey, you want to just talk about some great life lessons? And that is really a great starting point. And then, you know, there are lots of resources for books that can be um, but, talked about. But our guest, Kathy Branzell, yes. has written how many books? We've got one of them in front of us. <laughs> Five books. Five books, but we're going to give away a copy today, right, uh, One Jim? of them, an autographed copy of? An invitation to prayer. And, and prayer really does impact the workplace. And praying, you know, joining the I Work for Nation would be a great idea for everybody because it just starts off with praying for the people that you work alongside each and every day by name because those are the people that are impacting you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can impact, and by praying for them, God starts to shape your heart to look at them the way he does. So An Invitation to Prayer by Kathy Branzell. We're going to give away a copy of that. When you call the listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675, when you leave a message, also maybe leave a question that you would like to hear us answer right here on I Work For Him. 866-713-9675. Get a copy of An Invitation to Prayer by Kathy Branzell. One more thing before your question, Martha. Kathy mentioned Mountain Dew. If any of our listeners out there are connected to Pepsi, we would love to get Mountain Dew to be a sponsor of the I Work Frame Radio Program because we drink Mountain Dew every day. Well, this part of we does. Yes. And we would like Mountain Dew to be part of what we do. Because not the blue one. Russ got me blue and green. 
pretty much a purist. But we're going to try the blue today, though, because blue, we've never tried blue. But we're Russ, stretching you. you're trying some with me because I'm not sure what's in that bottle. <laughs> I think it is 4th of July. Yeah. It's 4th of July, yeah. Mountain Dew, is what it is? Out, yeah, the liber- <laughs> it's the Liberty Edition, right? There you Ooh. go. Yeah, Nike yeah. can't make the they, – they pulled their shoes off at Mountain Dew. That makes them a much better American company because they didn't pull their 4th of July Mountain <laughs> Dew off. Yeah. Well, we're expanding you. You know, and I have an idea for an expansion, too. So in addition to an invitation to prayer, I think today I'll throw in another book, 40 Days of Love. Mm. So that was my previous book. And that would give Lisa and lots of listeners just practical ideas of everyday prayer, care, share of living out your life as a Christ follower. Thank you for doing that. So That's thank awesome. you, Lisa, for also for calling in. I work for him, or for leaving that, uh, excuse me, you emailed that one. That was a great one. Martha, you had your hand up and I... Well, that's okay. I was just also trying to remember the name of the LinkedIn group that we belong to that Christian to... Professionals Worldwide. Thank Christian you. Professionals Worldwide. Got 68,000 members. Are you a member of that, Russ? You're shaking your I'm head. I'm not, but I will be probably by the end of the show. Christian <laughs> Professionals Worldwide, and we've actually highlighted them on the air. Yeah, just so again, a, just a great group of online. Anybody can be a part of that. Right. You know, just you, you, you join that on LinkedIn. I just think that there's a lot of resources out there that people like Lisa can take advantage of to help them live out their faith in their work, regardless of their... Um, position well and and uh, honestly also to check out maybe maybe a marketplace missions trip would be a, appropriate check out follower of one.org they have marketplace mission trips mm-hmm. launching almost every other month uh the follower of one.org would be another good one all right i had a question from ted but we don't have time for it. we have to answer that next we have to answer that next week right, ted a used car salesman says i stand outside all day long waiting for customers i have to fight for the ones that come on a lot the environment's rough and honestly a little on the edge ethically i want to be jesus in and amongst the rough and tumble of my day but i just need to make a paycheck and pay my bills if i start acting like jesus and be nice to everyone i'll never get any customers any ideas <laughs> we will answer that question on the next show. All right. All right. So you're listening to I Work For Him, where we help you connect what you hear on Sunday with what you do Monday through Friday. Why? Because being a light for Christ in your workplace is step one in revitalizing our nation. And we want every Christ follower to have their mind transformed that their workplace is their mission field. That is our mission, transforming every Christian workplace into a mission field. We're so grateful that you tuned in today. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're on location in Marco Island, Florida, a beautiful drive from sunny Fort Myers. And we are so excited to be here with Russ and Kathy Branzell. And I'm kind of titling today's show, When Life Throws You Lemons, What Do You Do With It? So we got Russ and Kathy Branzell. Now, Russ, your story was highlighted by James Dobson in a book. Most people don't have that happen to them. So there's something about your story that we need to hear today, but I'm going to ask you this first. Share with us your journey to you being sold out to Christ. So it, it was an interesting scenario that, that really occurred because we've had, and I say we intentionally because everything we do, we do together, Kathy and I do. We've been pretty successful in the business world and through our careers along the way. But even that has come at the cost of time with family, just the typical business person story where they're sold out to work. And oh, we like to work. And, and that really is just the nature of a lot of people in the business world and other things, including their faith and their family and their kids and other things take second to really a work lifestyle. And that really was the case for me. And now I'll, I'll, I'll individualize this now 
and and really for a period of time uh, where we were in a very successful organization in Colorado in a very successful position, but at one point doing two, maybe even three full-time executive positions in that organization. Mm. And again, nobody was mean to us. No one was bad. It was actually a great organization, but probably working at some point somewhere between 16, 17 hours a day, six to seven days a week. Mm. And even then, no respect for the few hours of even was asleep. Uh, just because of the nature of the organization and the job that we were in. And basically got to a point where God said, you're done with us. And he did it through really what you hear a lot of times, which is a complete and total breakdown of, of yourself. And that's everything. You end up in the ED with chest pains. You end up with some form of anxiety. You end up with all the things that you hear about where you really literally break down. And that was God just saying enough's enough. And it got to the point where we basically had a family meeting and through some pretty personal conversations, we basically said, this is done and there has to be a whole new lifestyle. And from that point forward, we really have tried to make faith and family first and work second. That doesn't mean we don't work crazy hours. And most people think what we do for a living is absolutely insane, but we also have some of the greatest family experiences and faith experiences that we would never give up because of the unique place that we're in right now. There's just so much of that story. I think you could be added on it, but we want to develop that a little bit because that that job that you walked away from, walking away from that, God has opened up doors that are way even, I mean, way bigger than what you could even imagine when you walked away from that job, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. And and we've seen that happen, uh, I don't know, half a dozen times during our time together where we said this. How many years have you guys been married? We've been married 24 years. He looks at Kathy for verification. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a sparkle in his eye. <laughs> no, that was a, that's right. right? Soon to be 24 years. Yeah. So our anniversary awesome. is at the end of the month. So awesome. no, it, it, um, it, it really is an, uh, an opportunity for us as we went through this to, to look at things in a much different way than we've ever looked at it before. And it really was the the proverbial two by four in the back of the head and that's part of the story that came through this was how do we how do we transition to something new and you never want to let go of the of the things of the past especially when they're secure and safe and actually even good and what god does is he goes okay finally you're going to go do this new thing and things are going to explode and the new organization we're in now which i was a member personally of but now actually run it as ceo and president of the organization has absolutely flourished i mean just give a small example when when i started in the role we were in four countries we're now in 55 countries around mm. the world uh, we have our membership has quadrupled and it's just and i really believe god's brought the right people in the right mm. places a fairly small organization go from 18,000 people in an organization to 32 and you can be- develop 32,000 people 30, working no, in your no, no, organization? No, 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 32 people. 32 people. Okay, all right. Get rid of the 1,000. Yeah. <laughs> no, just 32. 32. Literally running, running membership organizations in 55 countries around the world. Wow. And they are 32 of the most amazing human beings. Um, a lot of them people of very strong faith. All of them personally committed to the organization. And, and I would have never imagined where we are today. But if you look back at it, you see all the little pieces that God put together for us. And it really is the exact same th- story for Kathy, how it all occurred along the way as well. So we've alluded a couple times to the, the fact that your story is in a book that Dr. Dobson put out. Why don't you tell our listeners the name of that book? Because we're not going to be able to touch on all the details. So if right. they want to hear or read the whole story for themselves, where would they find that? 
Yeah, it, it was in the in Dr. Dobson's book called Legacy okay. that he put out. And I'll just tell a really quick snippet of this. And that was, it was actually during the National Day of Prayer and during the men's breakfast that they asked a few of us to speak. And uh, I think I was the last person to speak and kind of told the story of what I call a true American addiction, which is addicted to success and addicted to your job. Mm-hmm. And told the whole story of, of how God sometimes to many whisper, and then you hear about the small, soft voice. Mm-hmm. And to some, the, he uh, tries to talk a little bit louder. And to others, he yells. And to most men, he hits you in the back of the head with a two-by-four. That's why if you look at all men, and now every woman on the radio is going to look at the man nearest to him, yep. all men have flat back of their heads. That's my belief. And a bald can, spot from being hit so many exactly. times. <laughs> so I told this story, and at the end of it, I looked over, and Dr. Dobson was obviously moved by this, and we tried to close the program out, and he got up and literally gave a testimony that said, everything he just said... I've been afraid to say it's been my whole life. Mm. And he, he literally after that came back and said, would it be okay if I captured your story as part of a book that I've been thinking about? But it literally ended up, ended up extending the program for almost an hour. It was quite an amazing experience. Hmm. Very cool to think that your story impacted a guy who has influenced and impacted tens of millions of people. That's cool. Very cool. And what I, what I love about that he did that in the book is, and I keep a copy of that book right in front of me at my desk at home, in my home office, because every day I think about that book and go, there are people that read, is reading this, so I have a level of accountability mm-hmm. and responsibility because this, my name's in this book and people are reading this. So it's, it's actually a great experience that's occurred because of it. And so, I mean, today, how are you doing with that addiction? So, so it, it really is. Because and, I, and, I know personally, you, you travel. I mean, the two of you only see each other sometimes once a month because you travel and she travels. I mean, so how are you doing with the addiction? It still seems like it's, you know, pretty prevalent. So I don't think it's prevalent from the perspective of it's affecting us or it happens to us. I think we have a degree of intentionality now, mm-hmm. and I love that word. That everything we do, we do by purpose and plan. We sit down and look at the schedule and say, where are the days that we can be together? And let's make them really, really important. Example, last week, we decided to get together for our birthdays. And we did this in New York because that happens to be where I was at. And I needed to teach there. Well, I only needed to teach for eight hours of four days. So we were able to get together and spend some time together. Mm-hmm. Now, most people think getting together around all around the world, which we've met in Israel, we've met in New York, we've met in California, we've met in all over. We've probably met more places that we've stayed in a Marriott than we have our own home this year. True. And, that's, and, and that probably is absolutely true. Maybe like in double digits more. Right. And, and I think part of that is I don't have a stress or an anxiety about where we are because we talk about everything. It's all done intentional. Um, and we plan things out very well to make sure we are in the right places at the right times for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a key to that is a lot of people think that in my mind, if I'm going to break an addiction from work, I got to go buy a farm in the country <laughs> and seclude myself. But what no. you're saying is that it's really about being intentional with, with what God's given you and working well within that. So, and again, this, this is right in your alley and what you do the other difference is the last job was a really important job. 
the job I have now, I'm in my mission field. Mm -hmm. Every single day, I'm doing the things I want, the way I'd like to do them, to be the leader I need to be, um, and the way I believe God leads me, it leads me to actually work on a daily basis and perform that. And I, I can honestly say I've never had that before in my professional career. This job, every single day, she knows, I wake up before my alarm almost every single day, ready to roll, start out with my Bible study, but ready to jump right into work because I get to serve in a, a really, really unique place. And I, I think the other piece of it, too, that I've gotten to watch for him is that it's an affection not an addiction anymore. Mm. Kathy, I think it's July. We did our, I think we did our first show in July of 2016. I believe this is our 36th show together. Oh, we should go have cake. We should. Or dinner. Yes. Dinner. That's, it's a plan. That's good. I don't know about the cake thing. but I'll have cake. Okay, you can have cake. <laughs> Happy <Martha> anniversary <laughs> to That's us. Right. All right. So, Kathy, you grew up a military brat. Yes. In fact, when we were in San Antonio the other day, it was when we drove through San Antonio. It was last fall. We saw a water tower with Kathy all over and it was and it was something that wasn't me, I her promise. face she's like what it was it was like what you you climbed the water didn't you tell me a story you got in trouble for climbing a water tower and graffitiing the water tower but not in San not Antonio, in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, the panhandle yeah the panhandle oh, it was in Pensacola <laughs> we drove it was through on Pensacola our way to San Antonio Fort Walton yeah, Beach he wrecked oh. the, the yeah. joke yeah. there uh, but that's okay, okay. I, I was an ordinary jo- no I wasn't an ordinary but you were in child. San Antonio too weren't you yes so we met so you're just not admitting what you did in San Antonio no, I was a good girl in San Antonio. <laughs> she left I her bar eleven. You know, I Fort was Walton. young. That's right. So I was mischievous in Fort Walton Beach. All right, so Jesus saves. <laughs> she does. That's what you wrote on the water thing. tower? No, but that's what's written on my heart. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Every day, great is the Lord. And the Fort Walton police are listening. And this, is, this is why she writes books. She can turn that that fast. I Nobody agree. wrote that on my heart. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. Awesome. So tell us, you know, when did your faith become rock solid? Wow. So I grew up not only a military brat, but from church to church to church. I mean, before we even unpacked boxes, we were at whatever church we were going to be at in that Mm -hmm. city. Um, None of this, we're only here for three months or we're only here for six weeks. So we're going to take that vacation from church. Like we talked about in a previous show, you know, summer. Summer. summer Yeah. Well, I had a big long (laughs) thing for that summer summer vacation. That's right. Syndrome. We we never took vacation from church. So grew up in the church, very active in the church, loved Jesus. Uh, As a matter of fact, when uh, Russ and I met is when I lived in San Antonio and I was 11 and he was 13. Oh, and, how cute. Uh, yes, there's a, there's a great story there. But anyway. I was the really mischievous one. He was very mischievous. And so, so I would. So you were a Sevi and she was a fifth grader? So, yeah. No, no. Six, sixth and eighth grade. Sixth and eighth grade, okay. Yeah, sixth and eighth grade when we first met. So, um, I, I mean, I love the Lord. And, and I was, I was a good, I was a good girl. You would have called me a goody two shoes. I just had a fascination with heights. So thus the climbing things and jumping off of things. And what about the spray paint can? What that. you had a fascination for climbing no, no, with spray I paint did, cans? I did not spray paint. I didn't, okay. no, no, I didn't spray paint. I just climbed. <laughs> so, um, anywho, so with that though, it was just, uh, a lifestyle. So it was just a part of us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure that when something's just a part of you, it's a passion. But uh, when I was uh, going through a really difficult time in life and then was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and I knew that the Lord loved me and that no matter what, his best 
was always uh, for me, not against me. That nothing got to touch me without going through his fingers first. And it actually saved me from an even more horrific situation. That's when I just, I was all in to the Lord. That no matter what, um, that life was a gift, but in him so is death. Is a, even a, an even greater gift. And to get to go be with him. It's a ticket to ride. That's right. Yes, but, exactly. That's right. So, so let's talk so about so let's that talk about good. that medical journey that you've had. Let's talk okay. about the amazing things that God has done in your life medically that's really wow. led you because your medical situation really shaped you for the roles that you have today with Love 2020 and the National Day of Prayer. Yeah, a lot of it did. So 14 and a half years of battling a brain tumor, uh, different rounds of experimental type medication chemotherapies and they could always shrink it but it would never go away uh, we had finally made a decision after 14 and a half years to uh, go ahead and allow them to dig around in my brain and do this uh, this special surgery that could or couldn't go well and uh, I went to um, Colorado Springs to the North American Prayer Summit to just I wasn't sure, saying goodbye, saying I have no idea what's going to happen, but went to um, went to just see my prayer friends one more time before the surgery. And this woman was there from uh, Mexico, and she freaked out when I entered the room, was so excited, and uh, caused kind of this disturbance there at the conference, <laughs> and, uh, and, and came running over to tell me that before she came, she had had a dream about me. That the Lord had given her a dream, not just about someone like me, but of me. She kept touching my face. She was all up in my space. <laughs> and um, very, very excited with the translator talking behind her, you know, because she was speaking Spanish. And I'm. Because she thought you like, were like a world? dream. Yes. And so um, God told her to tell me that I had been healed, that from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, that I had been healed. And. Um, I'd love to say I was a very faithful person and threw up my hands and said hallelujah, but I didn't after 14 and a half years of very good intentions of all kinds of people and all kinds of prayers, you know, drink this, eat that, take these pills, listen to these tapes, read these books, you have unresolved sin in your life, uh, you know, all kinds of things. We were just really just mm -hmm. at a point where, okay, Lord, whatever you want to do whatever you want to do. And so I gave, um, uh, I, I, I wasn't convinced there in the moment, let's just mm -hmm. say. And, and my friend T.W. Hunt, who was there with me at the time, just kind of walked me through the process and, and uh, said, well, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say when he was healing people? Your faith has made you well. So you're being offered this gift. Will your, will your faith make you well? And so I just asked her, to, is, 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 this can't get lost in translation. So my surgery is going to go well. I, I will be healed or I am. And before the translator translated to her, she said, it is done. And so um, long story short, uh, I already had an MRI request waiting for me for my doctor. And uh, I hadn't called my doctor. So I, I would say my unbelief was healed in that moment. Went and uh, had the MRI and it was gone after 14 and a half years. So grateful. So Kathy, tell our listeners what, um, what that really did for you, for your faith. You know, that, that journey. I mean, you w had been walking through it. What happened to you then? 
Uh, so many things, except that because I was sold out in the moment of the diagnosis Mm -hmm. and not in the moment of the healing, it was just this great celebration. Mm. But again, understanding that death is not a punishment. Yeah. You know, we get to go be with Jesus. And so I am thankful beyond belief for every single day, every morning, as soon as my eyes open, my first prayer is thank you, Lord, for this day. Mm. And you mean it. And I mean it with all my heart. And I think that that's a part of our lifestyle is that we live life to the fullest. We want to take advantage of every opportunity that Jesus gives us and every person he puts in our path to love. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's probably the biggest change in the lifestyle. Um, just overwhelming gratefulness there. But remember then, um, as most of you know, then a year later, our son was diagnosed with blood cancer. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, just kind of in our journey is health. But in that moment where Chandler was diagnosed, you know, he just said, hey, either way I win. Um, no guilt, no glory, doc. Um, Mm. God's in control and so grateful for that for sure so you know what a testimony to him watching you guys having lived that out in front of you all his life I mean that's basically almost all well it's all his life he would remember because wasn't he in high school when that happened Uh, when he was Chandler got sick yeah his junior year it was the end of his junior year going into his senior year so his whole life he had known cancer to be part of the family right he was was born in July and I was diagnosed in November right yeah wow so Russ in this whole situation you had been dealing with addiction to work and then somewhere in there then Kathy had the brain tumor and you dealing with all that how did all of that impact your life so I think as she said it, it just was the way we lived our life and Mm -hmm. and i do think what she just said a few minutes ago really is the culmination of a lot of different pieces god has put into our life and and we look back on these things and people go you know 10 plus years of dealing with this Mm -hmm. um you know you had chandler's in you're probably talking with all of it all combined we're talking 15 plus years Mm -hmm. Right. And you look at that and you go, well, it had to be horrible. And we think back and go, she launched her first ministry because of this. She, we moved several times. We made career decisions that made no sense whatsoever in the military. I mean, we defied every rule of military career development and made decisions along the way that that were all part of these different things along the way. Mm-hmm. Um including even getting out of the military and going to reserve. We said, no, that's not what we want. And they're like, okay, you've got this golden assignment in Washington, D.C. that'll take you high places. And we're like, no, nah, we think we'll just get out and go in the reserves. It's all good. And I think part of it, it gave us a pretty bold passion for whatever's around the corner, bring it on. It's going to be fun. It's going to be an adventure. It's going to be exciting. And I think we both wrote this in our birthday cards to each other recently is and i think it's a testament to what god puts in front of us is we kind of look at this crazy adventure called life and what god's given us a bold passion for and i steal her quote and i give it back to her (laughs) which is which is we've lived six seven ten lifetimes of what most people get to experience yeah some of it's bad (laughs) if you want to use that term bad always something amazing came out of it Mm -hmm. always it didn't matter what it was something amazing came out of it and we just keep going all right don't even have to hit me with a two by four just 
let's just go whatever it is let's have it when she uh when she came home and said yeah they they want me to be the ceo and president of national day prayer i'm like go for it sounds great she's like well don't you want to nope sounds good god tells you to do this let's go um i pretty much gave her the same answer when she told me the other guy (laughs) was going i'm like oh so you're going to be the new president she's like rejecting that i'm like no i got it right then and she's she still had to pray about it for four hours, four days. I mean, it's like, okay. All right. You're listening to I Work From His Wrong Location in Marco Island, Florida, with Russ and Kathy Branzell. That's right. Kathy Branzell, who you've heard many, many times on the air, talking about Love 2020, a movement of God to show an authentic touch of Jesus to every Christ follower by the end of 2020. And we focused here on I Work For Him about you as a Jesus follower in your workplace to show authentic touch of Christ to the and love the people that you work alongside each and every day. Kathy, let's just give a quick plug for Love 2020. How can people, where's the movement at and how can people get involved? Uh, really quick, because we got more of your story we got to get to. Absolutely. Well, you go to uh, love2020.com. Just find your area. What has God given you a passion for? What makes you angry? What injustice really bothers you? Or what do you just love to do that you would jump out of bed every day to get to do to show the love of Christ that overflows from your heart? Well, we can connect you there with Love 2020. And so we just want to make sure that you are sharing and living a prayer, care, share lifestyle. That's what Jesus put on Mm -hmm. your calendar over 2000 years ago. It's the Jesus model of how he lived wherever he was every day along the way. Whether he was sitting by the seashore, he was on a boat, he was walking through a city, sitting by the well, talking to his co-workers, he prayed, he cared, and he shared the kingdom message. And we can do the same because you don't have to have this Bible, uh, you know, college degree, seminary degree. You don't have to know all the apologetics and have all the answers or some fancy tool. The God who was and is and is to come has done something in your life. He is doing something in your life, and he's promised to do many things in your life and in the lives of others. So just have some great Jesus conversations, some great faith conversations like we're doing today. It's so easy to do because people are hurting. Everywhere around us, people are hurting. Right. And if you really ask that question, how you doing? And they're like, fine. And you're like, really? Freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional? No, really. How are you doing? <laughs> and then they go like, oh, you really want to answer that? You want me to answer that question? And when you sit there and then shut up, which is very hard for me to do, but I do it, believe it or not, you get some really amazing answers. Right. But you have to ask it twice because the first time they just say, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And that's when you come up with that great movie line, which I, from a famous movie that I can't remember what it is, but the answer is freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. I'm like, really? That's terrible. That's, that's, that's new. All I've right. never heard that. Your journey, your medical journey, all of the stuff that you and Russ have gone through in your 24 years of marriage, you've been involved in a National Day of Prayer for a long time. How long? How many years? 19 years. 19 years. I mean, like you were on the bus with National Day of Prayer going yes. all over the country. Yeah. You worked under people like uh, Mrs. Dobson and um, Bonnet Bright, uh, Bonnet, Bonnet Bright and, and and lots of Anne people Graham. with big Ann Graham lots. Yes, some some names that people are familiar with. Yeah. When they, the committee, the people that decided who was in charge, yeah. said, "Kathy, we would like you to take the place." When Ronnie Floyd said uh, he's got, got called up by the Southern Baptist Convention, I know you didn't think that that was something for you. But why? Because I don't know anybody in the world that prays more powerfully than you. I appreciate that. But uh, it was really this, uh, somebody said to me the other day, wow, uh, Bright, Dobson, (laughs) Graham, you stepped into some big shoes. And I said, a closet full. You know, that Uh. I really felt like, um, 
you know, I, nobody knows my name. I'm a nobody. And, and we, perfect. You, this, uh, and, and, um, wow. I, I mean, the untruth that just spewed out of my, um, out of my mouth that, when I had to sit and examine it in prayer because it was my knee jerk reaction. I'm not one of those people. I'm a nobody compared to them. So this isn't my calling. Mm. And it, it was this liar, liar, pants on fire moment um, where <laughs> Satan's like, hey, 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 I've got you. I've tripped you up from your destiny. Um, but when I was challenged to pray about it, so shame on me oh, you, for not, actually, uh, you know. Are you interested uh, in this for me? Not, oh, you actually had to Oh, let me talk to this. God about that. Wow, so well, that was a good that's idea, why, um, because you tease me because, you know, God told you right off the bat and apparently told Russ right off the bat, but I had to go talk to God about it and go, is this really real? Um, because what a huge responsibility and thrill to get to call a nation to pray and teach a nation to pray. But with that, it had to be from the Lord. And if it wasn't for him, then I didn't want the title because that's not what was important. It was about the mission and the love that was going to get poured into it. So all these years of all these great relationships with people who do know me. And, and You're the I'm most connected with. woman in Christianity in this country. I, I appreciate that. I, that's not it's, it's, but, the, I mean, but it's a mantle that you carry. I, but I when, do. I, I have the gift of relationship and I'm grateful. The reason I thought it was a natural fit was because your name isn't known and it's time that God is right. at the center of this. It's not, people are not going to join the movement because of your famous name. They're going to join the movement because they want to pray for their country mm-hmm. and they're going to, it's being led by a woman who is a deep woman of prayer. I just, it yeah. made sense to me. Yeah. I appreciate that. And we're just that that's the bottom line is I don't care if anybody knows my name now. I just want them to know the name of Jesus. But when you walk into cheers, you want everybody to know your name. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so all right, so National Day of Prayer. How do people find out about how they can get involved in the National Day of Prayer? Yeah, so go to nationaldayofprayer.org. We've got all kinds of things going on. We aren't that one day of year ministry. Oh, you, you we don't, are the National Daily Prayer. We we pray every day. We've got all yeah. kinds of great resources. So not just we once, have, a, once a year. We have a summit going on in Minneapolis. Uh, at the end of October, so go on our website, and if you too would like to be a prayer warrior for this nation, you could join us in Minneapolis uh, starting October 27th. And that's on the website, nationaldayofprayer.org. Yes. Correct. Okay, perfect. We need to get back to the rest of your story, because there's the rest of the story. The rest of the story. Because you guys have, you guys have high callings in your life. You guys have both been put in positions of significant influence. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I know you both. I, Russ, I don't know you as well as I know Kathy, but neither of you, it doesn't go to your head. Um, how, what is it that you want the audience to know about this? This I just want people to hear your hearts. So, Russ, you go first. Don't stop looking at Kathy. She's not going first. You're going first. <laughs> what is it that you want the audience to hear from your heart today? Based on all the things you've experienced, you've experienced a marriage where... 14 years of that, your wife had a brain tumor. You had a couple of years with your son having blood cancer. You've had some challenges. You had to deal with military. You had to deal with jobs that you were addicted to. You've got, I mean, what do you want the audience to hear? So I I think there's almost a phase two to this story too. And that really was Thanksgiving two years ago in which I came and talked to her and said, uh, I'm not, you. I'm not a theologian. I don't hang out with all these really big name people. I'm just Russ the business guy. And I said, God doesn't talk to me like everybody else, except I just got this word and I don't understand it. And she says, well, what is it? I said, I woke up in the middle of the night and this is what I heard. I want you to be really happy. 
And I was like, what does that mean? She goes, you need to figure it out. So I'd literally been on a journey for a little over a year and a half with friends, spiritual advisors, digging into the Bible. And it's not the worldly happy. It's the without anxiety. It's a peace, just like it says, that surpasses all understanding. And I talked to so many of her friends, who are also my friends, and said, what, is that verse just craziness? Because I don't know anybody like that. Hmm. I don't know people like that in this real world that can live a life where they are in absolute peace, no life anxieties, those kinds of things. There's no way that really exists. And I think that the second chapter to this story that we've been on is you actually can live a life like that. You, and it's not about finances and it's not about what job you have. It's actually uh, just letting it all go and say, what do you got for me today? Mm. What do you have for me today? And what are we going to do today in this whole thing? And, and I've watched it in her for years. She's kind of lived her whole life that way, but from a, just daily business people, people that work for him in the workplace, most people just fill with these anxieties and stress and most of it never actually ever comes to fruition. Mm -hmm. It's such a waste of energy and a waste of things that are happening. And I think what we've been able to do is get to a point through extreme crazy schedules, through extreme travels, through most people would say extreme amounts apart that that you can actually live a life that's just unbelievably blessed mm. and, and enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, Kathy, mm -hmm. what about you? We want the audience to hear today from your heart. Well, and so I'll just add on to that. So that word happy, people are like, oh, God doesn't want you to be happy. He wants you to be holy. Well, that's not true. <laughs> happy is in the Bible. It's in the New Testament even over 47 times. It's the word blessed or mm. blessed if you read the King James Version. And, but read, read Matthew 5, you know, blessed are the pure at heart. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed, happy are those who mourn. Happy are those mm. who are the peacemakers. Happy are those. It, and so it, it redefines happy. It's because of who Christ is, who you are in Christ, what he is doing now, and what he will do in the future. It's the now rest and the future reward, and that's how we live our life. And I think it's also understanding the perspective that when we surrender our lives to Christ, our eternity begins, and our relationship with the Heavenly Father begins, and what we start here on earth continues into heaven, and that's really what you guys are talking about. Abundant life. And despite being apart, we're out together every day, no matter where we're in the world. Right. And we do a Bible study every day together. We write notes to each other online every single day. We're together everywhere. We just aren't always physically in the same place. Uh, it's fantastic. Russ and Kathy Branzell, thank you so much for sharing your story here on I Work Ram today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us in Marco Island, Florida. Martha, it's a lot of fun. We want people to check out love2020.com and nationaldayofprayer.org. That's right. You've been listening to I Work Ram with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.